0: Hello friends and welcome to your latest Kings of Anglia flagship podcast. Ipswich Town is what we're here to talk about. A momentous day, of course, for the country. Sounds like the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, is going to resign. They're going to give it to Harry Redknapp, apparently, for the rest of the season. Um, I'm joined by three of my KOA Cabinet members, all of whom have told me to quit. But I won't, friends. You're stuck with me, I'm afraid. The Minister for Protein Powder, Stuart Watson, said, You're a joke, Heath. It's time to go. The Minister for Squad Numbers, Andy Warren, said, With all due respect, you've been a joke for three years at least. You're always saying you're welcome. Get out. And the Minister for Facial Hair, Ross Halls, said, I do like you, gaffer, but I think you should leave. I'm ignoring them all, friends, because I'm sure I've got a personal mandate to run this show. Uh, I hope you're having an excellent week thus far. We've got a lot to talk about today. um, But first of all, let me introduce those three wise men. I'm going to start with Rossi, the beard, the prospect, Cabinet Minister for Facial Hair, roscoe how the bloody hell are you
1: i'm very well on this fine thursday morning um i hope everyone else is as well listening wherever you are in the world um because we are worldwide aren't we koa we're massive <laughs> really? all that jazz. We are, we're absolutely um, massive but yeah um my facial hair is, is gonna get a trim next week so uh bring it on exactly
0: bring it on uh, bring it on hutch hogan andy warren how are you you made your debut last night at koa five aside um I'm obviously still injured out for the season. Other other players have dropped like flies, but you were you were making your debut last night. I understand it was a clash of titans uh, last night. It was going to be the first time that Stewie and Ben Diath, basically the best ballers from what led to understand, clashed at the goal centre. Hachi, how was it? A clash of the titans it was. Um
2: Let's do talk. What was the score like 25? Five. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, there was no clash, Mark. We got absolutely destroyed. Ben <clears throat> Ben is, is very good at football. Yeah, Um, second gear, I think, for him. Yeah, it wasn't a good night for us. Me and Hachi were on the same team, and uh, the, the losing team comprehensively beaten, humbled
0: how did you feel Hutchie, with your with your
2: debut showing um i think the la thinking about it the last time i played any form of football was on the pitch at portman road uh for that adidas kit launch game in 2019 so i was very very rusty and very unfit would be my i did score a couple of goals but um yeah very rusty and unfit would be my summation what's hey, you're, you're good you're, goalie you're... by the way Good he, goal. he pulled
3: off some great saves. And did yeah. a Cat that Warren,
2: that's my position, really. But I didn't, I didn't play in goal very much. But um,
0: yeah, that's what I am, really. That's what you are, Stewie. We know you're all jacked up now. You're, you're twice the man you used to be. Um, and I've I finally found out why the motivation. Because last week we talk about big sporting clashes, my friend. A lot of people will be able to relate to this. It was the school sports day at your daughter's school, which inevitably means. <laughs> the dad's race which is why you've been packing on that muscle you've now got the body of a 100 meter sprinter for the for the big dash talk us through it because I know as much as you're going to try and play it down if that was me mate I would have been taking it so seriously um how did you approach it
3: yeah it's been a humbling few days from a (laughs) from an athletic sporting point of view um last last night was was very much a grounding uh, head completely went I just give me the gloves I'm going in goal I had a salt <laughs> for a little while I had a trampoline foot nothing was going right I had no energy
2: yeah.
3: um and that followed yeah a few days ago uh daughter's first school sports day for- forget the kids races it's all about the dad's race isn't it the parents race mm-hmm. um I was up for it my wife was trying to, you know don't get your hopes up so-and-so's dad's quite tall so-and-so's dad's plays football wasn't getting a lot of support there. She don't embarrass me. She's a teacher at the school. Yeah. Um I finished third, bottom line. Um and realised looking back at the footage how ridiculous I look when running. Very pigeon chested. Um <laughs> Andy Warren's seen the footage. Miles Penlock oh, they... was a term that was used.
0: There's footage. Why haven't I seen this? What we do you know
3: have... you don't get to see it because if I give it to you then, then it goes everywhere. <laughs> What I
0: do have is exclusive image from the race, um, Clash of the Titans, at the uh, the Mid Suffolk School. Um, here we go. If you're watching on video, this is a treat for you. This is this is exclusive images from the race. The thing that I'm drawn to straight away, Watson, <laughs> is you're running in bare feet. Like I assume you've rocked up in flip flops, have you? Um, yeah. And that that has immediately offered a ten minute advantage to anyone else wearing shoes. Surely.
3: I'll take that. Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, I'll be honest. Look. Look how much effort is in my face there, and the other guy is just looking over his over his shoulder. He's just he's just laughing. you Bolt
2: vibes. Is that guy? Look at him. Get that picture back up, Mark. Is yeah. is that that is a cross between Luke Chambers and James Norwood?
0: Is <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Who is that? Is it one of them? It's probably not James Norwood. He hasn't got kids. It would be un- no. unusual if he was at
0: the school sports day. But Watson, I think next year. If mm. you turn up wearing shoes, that immediately gives you five ten meters on on your performance from this year. I'd say plus by next year you will look like Dwayne Chambers. I'd imagine so. Um, looking forward to it next year, mate. You've got something now to build on.
3: Yeah, I. So that wasn't the finish line. There, that was oh. still there. Was still about uh, twenty meters to go. I guess um, that guy's already looked over his shoulder. He, he's eased up. He's he's done the Usain Bolt. He's eased over the line. He's enjoyed it. Mm. I ran out of gas a little bit and then another dad sneaked up on me on the blind side. Uh. As I eased up, I tried to give it the chest on the line. (laughs) And then they have some teachers that come out and give out sort of stickers for first, second and third, which kind of contribute to your your kids, your kids kind of points tally for the day. So I'm like, well done, you finished third. That just rubs salt in the wounds. Are I, you disputing I, the decision? Yeah, you... I want to take it to what? what's the equivalent of VAR, uh, take it to the sort of... photo yeah, uh, finish. Photo finish, yeah. Finish, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think Tech might give me second, but so officially so third.
2: You, your performance directly contributes to your daughter's overall school for Sports Day. Yeah. that's Wow. Yeah, that, that that is, that's, they that they give intent. you a little
3: ticket and you go and put it in the box for your, for your child's house. So, yeah, pressure.
0: Wow. <laughs> that is pressure. Hutchie, you've got that coming up next year um i assume you're a you need to know what the event is don't you because there's the... nonsense like an egg and spoon race for example you can still practice was that just a straight what 50, 50 meter dash was it stewie 100 meter dash something like that
3: yeah 100 meters there was some further controversy actually because the yeah. uh the the house the team that won it i won't mention the name name of the school won it by a marginal number of points now partway through the day the head teacher just decided to join in one of the children's races and uh, and finish third, which may have been the difference between between that team ultimately winning it. So it sounds there like there was a few rumblings amongst the parents on, on the side.
0: It sounds like we need an EADT Sports Desk Investigates feature. And mm. um, they'll regret pipping you for, th- for second place, won't they? They'll live to regret that. Um, yeah. Friends, just before we move on as well. I was elsewhere. I wasn't running in a school race. Um, I was in Norfolk over the weekend and I had a brush with a very, very minor celebrity, which I'm going to share because I'm sure some people watch the show. We already know that um, Neil's dad from the between and also Julius from uh, in the loop has met my dog Benson and was terrified of him, but still offered a hand to him as a oh, beautiful dog sitting in a restaurant in Norfolk. This guy walks in now. I don't know if any of you will recognise him, but I'm sure there'll be people out there who will. Do you know who this is? No. This, my no. friends, is the star of a show, which was on a couple of years ago on, on BBC Two, I think it was. He says, trying to get rid of it. Called Normal for Norfolk. Oh, it's gone. Come back. Um, essentially, it follows him. His travails as an extremely posh um, hall owner in Witherton in Norfolk and his efforts to make profit from what was a, essentially a crumbling ruin. He rocked up in the middle of our meal um, and immediately said, came over to Benson and went, uh, what a character, fine, fine looking dog. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not brave enough to pat him. He looks like he might eat me. Does he, <laughs> does, does he leap? <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. He was a bloody, ruddy, bloody nice bloke there for, for a meal. I, I don't even know his name, but he's the star of Normal for Norfolk. So my dog now has met at least two minus celebrities. I'd say Neil's dad from in between is probably more of a, more of a big name than the guy from normal for norfolk but there you go friends if you watched it i've met him bloody nice guy eyebrows in real life are just as crazy yeah they need some attention yeah well uh, we know we we know what you can do with that don't we boys exactly. manscaped use the code manscape.com manscaped.com 20 off and free delivery please say manscaped have signed with us until the end of the year friends clearly we are excelling selling intimate shavers, boxers. We need, we need to trimmers. break
3: Norfolk, don't we? We've, we do. Mark Ashton's talked about pushing back on, on Norfolk and Norwich, going back into the patch. Let's get manscaped north of the border.
0: Well, I'll go and talk to my new friend. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll get involved. Right then, friends, that's enough for chat. Let's get into the serious stuff of football. We're going to start with sexy stuff. There's a lot to discuss this week, but sexy stuff is first on the agenda, as it always should be. And a story relating to a player who's not even at Epswich Town it's probably the story we're going to start with. Flynn Downs, formerly of this Paris, due heavily linked with Crystal Palace. Now looks like he might be heading to West Ham for 12 milli. Uh, and you've put a story online this morning. Basically, what we understand to be the sell-on Clause, which is obviously the big interest among town fans. You want to talk about it?
3: Yeah, there's been a fair bit of speculation um, as to what Ipswich would, would get. It's been pretty apparent for several weeks that Flynn Downs, or several months really, given his form for Swansea, that he would be moving to a Premier League club. West Ham, to me, always felt like destiny for Flynn Downs, cheeky chappy Brentwood boy. I think he's just a perfect fit for West Ham and they're, they're going to love him. He's, he's kind of, I guess, the heir apparent to, to Mark Noble. Um Him and Declan Rice could be some partnership at, at some stage. Uh, but... Yeah, they're talking about, I think he's at medical stage now with West Ham. It's going to be between nine and 12 million. Um, uh, And our understanding is it's a pretty hefty sell-on clause that Ipswich negotiated when he went to Swansea last year in the region of 20 to 25%. So that will be on profit that Ipswich make. So if it is 12 million, take off the one and a half million that Swansea have have paid for him. That's That's a decent... That's a decent uh, profit there of probably you know which are probably going to get somewhere in the region of two million pounds hopefully over over the course of several years uh, which is a nice nice little bonus. Mm, very nice indeed, Hutchy. A windfall like that, which
0: they probably wouldn't have been expecting at least this this summer, it, is that something that will change the way they approach transfer business this summer? That's not what people have been suggesting. Suddenly that we can start going for players that we maybe thought were a little bit out of reach. What do you reckon? I don't
2: think it will change an awful lot to be honest if we were talking two or two years ago three years ago that's obviously a significant um significant financial shift having that mm. that coming in but I don't think I don't think it will change an awful lot of what Everswitch are doing to be honest it's part of the business model to 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 make money by by player trading significant money by player trading Mark Ashton's made a Big mm. point of that in in the past through his career did it a fair few times at Bristol City, notably with Adam Adam Webster, which obviously affected Ipswich. But um, in terms of that money coming into the club, I, I don't think that will hugely change their financial uh, financial power in the the transfer market this summer because it was already pretty it's already pretty strong. And um, I think they'll they'll stick the course with what they
0: what they were doing. Very nice indeed. How do you reckon Downs will fare? in the Premier League Rossi do
1: you reckon he's a sort of player who can hold his own in the Premier League he was destined for the Premier League weren't he really um I think we always knew at town that we weren't going to be able to hold on for him that long but um yeah I'm looking forward to him you know alongside Declan Rice I think that you know West Ham fans were fearing Declan Rice was going to leave but now they could have Flynn you know Flynn Downs apparently he was quoted as Declan Rice 2.0 but Flynn Downs is his own player of course and um yeah, it's just good to see, you know, young players like Finn Downs getting opportunity in the Premier League. You know, we've seen, we've sold off players to go to the Premier League, Tyro Mings, Aaron Cresswell, the likes of that. Um, but I think he's, he's going to love it. I think he's going to thrive and he's a West Ham fan, isn't he? So mm. um, I'm sure he's going to love be wearing that that West Ham kit, playing at that stadium. And um, yeah, I think he's going to do all right. You think it's uh, the perfect spot yeah. for
2: him. Perfect spot for him in so many ways. So many ways because... I, I don't think he's going to have to come in and, and play from the start immediately because they they've got Rice in there with Suchek. and um, Noble was only playing 10, 15 minutes a game and I, and he can kind of take Noble's place and grow into it. I think I think he might take a little while to grow into the size of the club that he's gone to. That will be that will hit him, but I honestly think Flynn could play for England. I really do. I, 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 down the line, if he mm. if he adapts to this, how he might. How, how we hope he might. I I honestly think it's not out of the question that he could play for England one day.
0: 7th of July, 2022, Andy Hutch Warren says, Flynn Downs will play for England. Note it down. Could, and remember. could play for England. Will, will play for England. Will definitely play for England. Might play at the World Cup. I think that's what he said. Um, just note that down and we'll, we'll move on. Let's move on to more sexy stuff. There's been, it's obviously been a much quieter summer than it, than it was last summer, but there are still stuff, things happening out there. Things have already happened. And Stu, another, another exclusive from you, earlier this week, was Towns' link to a left-back from Leeds, Leif Davis. Tell us all about it.
3: Yeah, someone who was seen as a bit of a wonder kid at Morecambe as a youngster. Leeds kind of snapped him up um, at the age of 18 before he'd even made his EFL debut. That was just a few weeks before Bielsa arrived at Leeds and then Bielsa arrived and and really liked the look of him and promoted him very quickly from the under-23s in, into the first team. Had a fair bit of traffic in the way. People like Stuart Dallas, Alioski, others on that left side, but was kind of always in match day squads on the fringe of things. Um, got a few appearances here and there for Leeds over the course of three years. There was a knee injury as well, which, which held him back. And then ultimately joined Bournemouth on a season-long loan last summer. And again, sort of similar story. A little bit of injury, illness, kind of held him back. And um, uh, the guy whose name escapes now, the Zimbabwean international, uh, ended up sort of making uh, that sort of left left back Zirma. role. Someone called yeah. Some Zim- yeah, Yeah, ended up sort of making that that left side left back role his own at, at Bournemouth. Um, so a little bit frustrating there, but it, it's certainly seen as someone with with big big potential in the game. Still only twenty two. Yes, he's a left-back, but he's an attacking left-back. He's a powerful runner. He's someone mm. that Ipswich could kind of convert in the same way they've done with with Wes Burns. Um, it's been reported elsewhere that Ipswich have made a uh, a million-pound bid. My understanding is that those reports are a little bit premature, that it's just at an inquiry stage at the moment, but he's very much someone that uh, Kieran McKenna is, is very keen on. I think we said at the time when... when um, Greg Lee signed that there would be further additions to come down, down that left side. Um, where that leaves Matt Penny um, remains to be seen, of course. But um, I think more likelihood is with him in the last year of his contract that this would be a, a cash buy and would be you know, significant money by by League One standards. But the problem with buying from Premier League clubs is that at this time of year, they want to kind of stockpile their numbers. They want, you know, I think Leeds are going off to Australia for a preseason tour on Sunday. They'll want to have several bodies to kind of to, to fill out their squad for that. Davis is on the plane, from what I gather. So you sometimes have to be a little bit patient. And we've we've discussed that on this pod, that they've done well to get, you know, a loan and three free agents in so far. Now they need to be a little bit more patient on some of these cash signings. Davis is one. Uh, George Hurst at Leicester will be another one. I'm sure they're all, they're all going to him to sort of hang around for for pre-season. Um, but yeah, a, pl- a player Ipswich are, are very interested in.
0: I love the term cash signing because it just conjures images of, of Ashton just walking into boardrooms, just literally, just there you go. Count mm. that. I think it's a million. Might be milli five. Don't really care. There you go. Um, Hutchie, if Leaf Davis comes in, is he coming in as the prohibitive starter at left wing back?
2: depend it depends when he comes in doesn't it i think there's every if they're able to do something with him or, or somebody else in that position by the start of the season um in enough time then quite quite possibly but if not yeah. we've seen it time timing time again before that that if you get the shirt you can try and you can try and keep it i wouldn't i wouldn't um i wouldn't feel certain of him being the, the, the starter right now but that, that's the kind of the kind of the kind of signing I, I want them to spend cash on that—that's the kind of profile that I—I I, I think spending cash and that is a—that is a significant amount of money. I know a million pounds in modern football is not anything really mm. for a, a League One signing at left back for a million pounds. That's that's really quite something. So if that ends up being. Um, being done, then that's a significant kind of investment in him. So he would be the long-term answer, whether he's the opening day starter, that obviously remains to be seen.
0: Making moves, baby. Uh, And someone else is making moves this week, Roscoe. We have to mention this in the transfer roundup. Page peak, because it's an historic move for an Town female player. Moved to Southampton, rivals of last season, and it's the first time that a, a female player has gone for a fee uh, now, for some nonsense reason, we can't say what the fee is. It's undisclosed, but it's certainly a substantial fee for the level. Um, more than town have signed male players for in the past. Let's say,
1: um, what do you make of it? Um, yeah, as you said before, it's a historic move for for the club um, to receive a fee for one of our players. Uh, you know, going to a rival of Southampton, but they're going to be championship football. Um, it's a good move for Paige in terms of going playing championship football going to be a full-time professional player as well Mm. Um, but of course it's disappointing because she's one of our key players you know graduate of the academy Um, I don't know the team is disappointed to see a a player leave Um, but it's an historic you know move and to get a fee for one of our players for the first time is a big statement you know for Mm. women's football and you know best of luck to Paige and see how she does at Southampton um but yeah, just I think it's just disappointing to see a, a big player leave, but it's always going to happen.
0: How much of a loss will she be? She obviously was a, was a key part of the side, wasn't she? Um, scored I think seven goals was it last season? Um, good goal scoring record for a defender, so a, a big loss, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, as I said, she's been a key player for since she made her debut in 2019. She was she was known as the free kick queen because she'd always score from free kicks. She scored some unbelievable free kicks, um, especially against Norwich when we played them. Um, took a lot of the set pieces, took a lot of the penalties, scored against uh, Southampton um, from the penalty spot in the league game against them. Um, and, yeah, it's you know a big player leaving. But it, it shows how well we've done with our academy because, you know, players now leaving for fees. And I you think know, that was a big thing signing pro contracts in the summer last year because mm. Paige, if she didn't sign that contract, she could have gone for free. We wouldn't have got anything for her. So for her to go to Southampton for a fee... And it now proves why contracts are good because yeah, there's so many players who could just leave for nothing, and well, you put all that hard work in, sort of growing them as a player and development them, and then you just let them go for free. So hmm. thankfully, we've got a fee for her, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll f- they'll, they'll Southampton and us will, will play again at some point, and um, we shall see how she gets on.
3: There's a bit of a cheeky tweet from Southampton I saw her announcing it that was if if you can't beat them dot dot dot. <laughs> join them and, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to sting that one, isn't it, Rossi? They sort of battled Southampton all year for a promotion, just pip, just pipped them at the post and then have a pinched one of, if not their best their best player. So just let's let's hope uh, next year is the one for, for the women as well because, um, yeah, if, if they don't get themselves up another level, then you leave yourself open to, to losing your best players, I guess, don't you?
0: Mm. Well, while we're we on the subject of, of moves and sexy stuff and all that kind of stuff, something that's not actually happened as yet But another exclusive from Stuart Watson this week was a a chat with a man formerly of this parish, started like a house on fire at town last season, tailed off. I'm, I'm of course, talking about Macaulay Bond, Stu. You caught up with Macaulay uh, last week. We dropped the story on Monday. Um, Excellent read, I thought, reflecting on his time at town and also how he sees the future. For those of you who have not read it, still online, obviously go back and read it. But Stu, do you want to talk a little bit about your chat with Macaulay and, and your main takeaways?
3: There's not many footballers like Macaulay Bon around, is there, that speak, that are quite happy just to to be accessible and speak so openly Mm. and honestly and passionately about their situation. Most are very protected and guarded by PR people. I've spoken to players in Macaulay's position, not quite Macaulay's position, but that have been in a bit of a... Will they? Won't they? Where they're at? Situation, and ultimately, oh, I better not say anything now. I'm, I'm going to end up upsetting my employers, and I'm going to put people's. And McCauley was just like, Do you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak my truth. I just want to tell my story, and that's where I'm at. So he has, and I'm sure it hasn't gone as he said in in the article. I'm sure it hasn't gone down too well with QPR. He's obviously heading into the final year of his contract there to so openly court a return to it to hmm. town. But I've never seen a player care so deeply about a football club in all my years covering football as I have done Macaulay Bond. And I'm not sure I will do again. You know, we we, we talk a lot about players kissing the badge and this is my boyhood club. And sometimes you feel it's a little bit, a little bit for show. There was always the joke about Robbie Keane, wasn't there? Every time he signed for a club, <laughs> they, were, they were the team he grew up supporting. And I think certainly within football, it's frowned upon a little bit, and McCauley sort of admits that you know the first time he kissed the badge and talked about town, a few of the lads were sort of a bit cringy and looking at him, and but then they realised very quickly this is this is genuine, mm. and uh, I think there's no way you can read that that interview with him and and not realise well as he as he says Ipswich Town is more than a football club to me. So and I know it splits people's opinion. I know the second half of the season and some of the misses and dropping out of the team and constantly being offside as I would say the general consensus it felt was love him, but we can do better next season if we're going to get out of this division. But I just wonder if that interview is just maybe, and, and judging by social media has made a few people think actually he did score goals in the first half of the season. He does love the club. Mm. We could do a lot worse than sort of getting him back, even if it's not to be a, a, a regular starter, but um whether the stars will align for that to happen, we shall see.
0: An excellent read. If you're not ready, go back and read it. Hutchie, Rossi McCauley Bond. Would you have him back? Will it happen? What do you reckon?
2: I still feel exactly the same about it as I did when we we talked about this on a weekly basis in in April and April and May. I would have him back, but not to be mm-hmm. the main man. Um, so, uh, what you would get, you could not get a more kind of heartfelt player, you know that he would come in supremely caring about what he's coming to do. Mm. Um, and and I think he'd come back with a, with a point to prove you've written something that's gone online this morning, Mark, about people with a point to prove if Macaulay bombs in the building, I think he'd have been, he'd have been top of your list of, mm. of, of, of that, for that article. If he, yeah. was, if he was here, because he would come back with the bit between his teeth, um, both excited to, to be back at Ipswich and looking to to sort of prove people wrong or just prove himself all over mm. again and prove he was the the striker from August till October rather than the one from sort of November onwards. But he he's one that I would always have been happy to have had back, but I think they needed to recruit on, on top of on top of him. Um but who knows if it was George Hurst being leaked is a is a pretty different kind of player to Macaulay-Bon, like Hurst can get in behind a little bit more and uh, that's not quite Macaulay's game. He is always offside. That yeah. <laughs> it, it, you, you can't get in behind if you're always offside. So I do wonder if he's, what, is he the profile that they're looking for at the moment? I'd say probably my, not.
3: My gut but... feeling here, reading between the lines, is that Ipswich might be, not stringing him along, but just, you know, the, the quote he said, that Kieran McKenna sat down with him at the end of the season said, you know, I like you, I like a lot of your qualities. This isn't a completely closed book for you. But, you know, we've talked about the George Hurst interest. They've already got Ladipo in the door. Jackson signed a new contract. We're probably working on the assumption that even that Joe Piggott will probably move on at, at some stage in this transfer window. But there's probably only, even if Piggott goes, there's probably only room for one more striker. Here mm. And are, are they just kind of keeping McCauley Bond up their sleeve if options A, B and C don't move on? And then, you know, if McCauley's kind of turning down other offers, which he's talked that there, there has been on, on the table, where, I mean, it could leave him in a slightly awkward position yeah. later in the window. But We talked we'll about see. this
2: before, haven't we? He, he is in an awkward situation because he's not going to find a club that he is as passionate about. And, and this interview only hammers home that point. Mm. He's not going to find... A footballing move that he's as passionate about anywhere in the world, that, other than Ipswich Town. So um, he's in a tough spot. I, I would love nothing more than to see because I don't think anybody would love anything more than to see him come back and, and really make a success at Ipswich. Everybody's on his side, um, but if it doesn't happen, and I've, I'd lean towards it, probably not. Yeah, he's in a he's in a tough spot. Just on the, on the
3: point to prove thing that you said, I didn't manage to include every single word of the interview in there because it was quite a long one. But I did put that to McCauley. What do you say to any of the Ipswich fans that maybe doubt whether you're, you know, basically can can you do can Ipswich do better than than you? And we, we, he talked obviously quite openly about some of the off-field situation that maybe affected his form in the in the second half of the season with with some fertility issues and miscarriages with, with his partner. Um, and I'll, and I'll always kind of highlight things like that. These are these are human beings. They're not robots, and, and they are affected by those things. But he just basically said, "I will sit down with every Ipswich Town fan that doubts me, and I will buy them a beer if I come back and score goals, as I believe I will do. It will be an expensive round, but I will wow. buy you all a beer." Is he, is is he, he sort of joked was his is his parting spot? <clears> he said, <throat> "I." He said, "I've shown I can score goal, score goals. I did it in the first half of the season." I know the question mark over me is consistency, and I believe I can have that consistency. So um, he backs himself, and he believes he, he's got unfinished business. But at the moment, I don't. I don't know where where what percentage chance I, I would say oh, on this deal happening is. That's a
2: tough one. He's still, I they're going to bring in somebody else that isn't Macaulay born. I feel sure of that. But is there is there a scenario where they can? Move Joe Piggott on, and could could Macaulay bomb be the
0: the fourth? Mm. Could, could would he come for that though? To be the fourth,
2: well, well, you wouldn't be. Uh, you he would come believing he could fight his way. Yeah, back himself. Past yeah. everybody, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're coming back with the attitude that that Macaulay's spoken of there, um, in terms of proving people wrong and, and buying the appropriate amount of drinks to sort of convince to to convince people of that. Mm. You'd back him to push his way past, <clears throat> past, past people. Um, he'd come back absolutely pumped to do it. That, that would probably be the scenario for me where I could see that maybe happening. Um, if oh, you
3: we, if you could move Pigot on and bring him in, we don't know what what sort, what the top end of the pitch is going to look like next season, do we? We don't know if it's going to be two strikers with one in behind, or whether it's going to be the the single striker with, with two in behind. Obviously, the Selena situation is still very much in the air. you still got Aluko, Chaplin, Cameron Humphreys is going to be sort of pushing on the scene to play in one of those number 10 slots. So, we'll see. Just, Maybe I these got, friendlies will tell us a bit more.
0: I'd just like to go on record as saying, McCall, if you're listening to this, and obviously you are because you're an Ipswich Town fan, so this is the podcast you'd be listening to. I've got very severe doubts about your ability to score goals at town next season at least at least least two or three pints worth of doubts um so happy for you to come back and and prove me wrong and buy me I
3: think these pints are only cashed in once he comes back and scores scores the goals I think it's part of the promotion party
2: okay I I thought you were suggesting he would buy like people a beer on an individual basis that's what I thought over a table this is my I'm going to by the time you finish this pint, I will have
3: convinced you that yeah. I'm the man to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That,
2: that'll be a very long process. i am seeing if I can signing. get
3: the T's and C's locked yeah. down on this one. It but but I think it normative. was, I I will come back, prove people wrong and, and any that doubted me. Once once I have proved you wrong, I'll buy, I'll buy a very expensive okay. uh, promotion party round. I've around. got,
2: got vision, visions of it being like a book signing. He's sat up Just there on his little <laughs> toe. He would be absolutely <laughs> smashed by the end, wouldn't he? If he's
3: having one as well. I'd be up for um, that. I've got visions of this. He talked about, you know, obviously it could happen in January. It could happen in ne- next summer. What, you know, Ipswich might go down another route. They might sign another striker. Bonner ultimately ends up staying at QPR, doesn't have a lot of game time. And then January rolls around. And Ipswich are wherever they are in the table, in in and around the top six. And you just need something to give everyone a bit of a lift. And you go and get Macaulay, Bon. Because he's now six months out from the end of his contract with a a loan, with an option to buy. And that just fires everybody up and gets down over the line.
2: Very important thing that needs to be considered in this scenario. That if if you're going to hold out for the true McCauley bond to come back, there's going to be a squad number shuffle. That number 18 shirt needs to be left... Free. Well, this is something you make a, a good point, Andy. Part, A vital part of this.
3: Well, he he has said to me, if I do come back, I will won't wear any other shirt for Ipswich Town, and I've been a bit flipping about squad numbers, but I'm not. I can't on this one because every, I think everyone knows the story behind why Macaulay Bond wears 18. Go and look it up if you don't. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe Ipswich just need to keep keep that free.
2: Well, when that gets published, if that's vacant, yes,
3: yeah. we that's, can say look, it's happening.
2: You all mock squad <laughs> you all mock squad numbers, but yeah, obviously this one's different, but if it's vacant on that day when that gets published, that that is genuinely that has to genuinely be That's the sign. Especially the if it's vacant all season, it's it, no one wears it until January, and then your little your little scenario can play out there. Well certainly. you don't we
3: don't want injuries, but you know, all of a sudden Caden Jackson or someone's hamstring pings in like December or something and you need a striker. It's hard not to be romantic about these things, isn't
0: it? I like it. I'm here for it. Right then, friends, let's move on. I'm going to introduce a new feature now, which I'm calling the Roundup, which is five things in five minutes. Basically, there's a lot we chat about on this show. Sometimes it goes on a little bit too long. There's stuff that's happened maybe earlier in the week or or stuff that we've already talked about elsewhere. Um, So by way of making sure we talk about these things, but maybe not in as long as we tend to do sometimes, this is the Roundup. So, we're going to have a minute on each subject, friends. It's a free for all. Dive in. I'll give you the topic and then you go. Um, and the first one, before I start the timer, is going to be Armando Dobra. Just to say if you want to see a kind of longer form chat between myself and Hutchie about Armando Dobra leaving the club, signing for Chesterfield, that is available now on our YouTube channel. And also go back and read Hutchie's stuff about um, Dobra's time at town and quotes about Paul Cook. So, I'm going to start you off. I'm going to start with you, Stu. Armando Dobra has left Ipswich Town. What do you make of it?
3: Yeah, shame that it's kind of ended this way for him. Because when he first appeared on the scene, he was someone that was was very exciting to watch. Not only his his skill, um, but also his his real sort of aggressive, competitive edge as well. But um, for whatever reason, it's kind of drifted away. And I think Andy has said in in a piece that kind of the the goalposts have shifted at Ipswich Town. The time frame has shifted in terms of what they need, and, and now. Um, and I guess once once he kind of fell out of the Colchester squad at the back end of the last season, that the writing kind of looked on the wall, really. But but wish him well.
2: Always raw. We always talked about him being raw, and I only think he probably made it up to being kind of rare by uh, by the time by the time that he by the time that he moved on. Nipswich, like you say, Stu, um, don't have time. They don't have time for that anymore. They've recruited above him. Chap, look at it. Last summer, Chaplin, Aluko,
0: Selena, Barry, all brought in ahead of him right there we go rossi you're too polite mate you've got to jump in don't let let these two blokes talk over you your your opinion's valid right next subject town lost 5-1 at arsenal on saturday in a friendly they were ripped to shreds rossi you kick us off what do you make of it
1: disgrace absolute disgrace i know (laughs) honestly um pre-season it you know second pre-season game i'm sure it's uh a nice little upgrade from the Needham Market game in terms of fitness and plan against Eddie Nikit. What's his name? What's his name? Okay. Okay. Yeah. They, they Eddie
0: <laughs> They scored after 26 seconds, Arsenal. Um, I think it was, was it Genassian that made an absolute howler of an error? They got Question. caught
3: playing out the back, didn't they? Yeah. Looking at those highlights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a very strong Arsenal team in the first half, particularly Bellerin, Ben White, Maitland-Niles, Pepe and Nketio got a hat-trick. 4-0 at half-time. Second half was 1-1 against a, a much younger... Arsenal team but I'd love to know what Kieran McKenna was saying to those players have you seen that picture of him sort of the back of Kieran McKenna and the players on the bench with their head in their hands and I don't think he was very happy uh, with with the performance from what from what I gather questions have got to be asked about McKenna
0: <laughs> right then that's that one done we did not even need a minute on that I'm going to start with you Steve, on the next one because it's your story again Mark Ashton warning bitter rivals Norwich City
3: yeah, that came from from that fixtures breakfast that we we spoke about. So you know, as part of a, a much broader chat to the room, he was asked about the the importance of the the community, the Ipswich, what is now the Ipswich Town Foundation, and um, repeated a line that he's kind of said before at different junctures that. Ipswich have allowed Norwich to kind of come onto our patch a bit too much in, in recent years. They've started to, as it, as Norwich have kind of established themselves as this yo-yo club between the top two divisions, they've started branching out into into Suffolk, setting up uh, player development centres and trials and um, half-term open days and things at places like Witton in Ipswich, Bury St Edmunds, Kesgrave. Mm-hmm. And Mark Ashton saying, "No, you know, enough's enough. We need to, we need to push back on that, and we'll push into Norfolk if we need to." So, a little bit of fighting talk there from from Mark Ashton. Um, I know people have said it will leave, could leave you open to ridicule further down the line, and those with long memories will remember Ian Milne kind of ridic- ridicule. Stewie took the whole minute. That's a can that's I a, can, I, a, can I butt in or something
0: here? Yeah, go on.
2: You. I was on holiday for this fixtures breakfast, which means I couldn't take up my my invite. But what was the breakfast? What was uh, what was available? Bacon rolls, standard. No pie. No no more
0: questions. (laughs) Right. The next subject is Fabio Wardley being sponsored by Ipswich Town. I'm going to kick off on this, obviously, because it's my my passion, and I think it's 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 a lovely move from the club. We know Fabio has obviously said he wants to fight it. Portman Road one day, he uh, he was a member of Ipswich Towns Academy, and it's something the club don't need to do, but to, to have Fabio Ward, Then I'm going to speak to him later on today, walking into the ring in the O2 Arena, wearing the Ipswich Town badge on his shorts, it's just a nice tie-up, there's a huge long line of boxers at the top level, being linked to football clubs, Bellew and Everton, uh, Warrington and Leeds United, and obviously Man City and, and Ricky Hatton's probably the main one, but I just think it's a it's a really nice touch from the club. Um, and you know it, it, it crosses those lines between football fans and boxing. There's a big crossover, anyway. There, anyone else got anything to say about this? What's I his like ceiling? <laughs> What's his ceiling? Yeah. Who what knows can he, what, what can he what can he do? Who knows? When he turned pro, there are people kind of saying he might he might get to English level. He's already English champion. Other people said he can be British champion. That's potentially the next fight, Nathan Gorman later on this year. Who knows? He's he's an athletic freak. He's got serious power in his hands, who knows? And he, and he also moves incredibly well, and there is my time up. Done, oh mate. God. Well done.
2: Oh. I, I honestly didn't know if you'd stick to, once you got going on boxing, I thought you might oh, no. have over could, the time limit there. I could talk there. about
0: it. I've, I could talk about it for a while.
2: I had to mute fighting... a conversation on Twitter with you that I somehow <laughs> ended up
0: involved in last night about boxing. Don't yeah. care. Move don't, on. Get, don't get me started. Fabio's fighting 2 by the way. Kingsley eBay this weekend, live on design. eBay? IBA, eBay, I-B-E-H. Is, is he you... sponsored by eBay? <laughs> no, sadly is not. Um, right, final topic, Derby County, the mighty, formerly mighty Derby County, uh, now out of administration and making moves. Who's going to kick us off?
1: Same old Derby, in it? Splashing the cash on big wages, um, but they've signed some experienced players and um, promotion rivals again, pretty much, from out of nowhere. Um so yeah, Dame McGordrick taking on town, that'll be an interesting. That's a, a nice little key point, talking point, going into the games against Derby now and mm. Conor Horahan as well. Um so there we go. That's my that's my take on that.
2: We'll see. I I don't know if it's necessarily splashing the cash. I think they're still quite limited by by certain sort of mandates of what they can and can't do in terms of in terms of deals. But I'd be interested. Yeah, I would describe those that these signings as as interesting. I think there's some some intrigue to them kind of slapping a squad together willy-nilly it feels mm. like. Uh, Hooray I really like. I think that's a really good signing. A couple of the others, not sure. Um, but yeah,
0: interesting. Stu, so, you got any thoughts? It's eye-catching signing Dave McGoldrick,
3: isn't it? Yeah, you got. I suppose you've got to look at the age of some of these players. McGoldrick's 34, says he's as hungry as ever. He's somehow managed to stay fit ever since he left Ipswich and has rattled out some games for Sheffield United, but he is 34 now. Uh, just-
0: there you go. Okay. Brings us to the end of the roundup, friends. I quite like that. That's going to be a regular feature when we've got enough things to fill it. Right then, friends, it's what most people are tuning in for. I'm sure it's mailbag time. Hutchies, you want to? Have you have you already gargled with some listerine? Warm up those vocal cords. You want to uh, belt out the classic? Sing it with me, everyone. I can't do this on my own. <laughs> Don't shake your head. You're the man. Come on.
2: I'm not the man. You are um, the man. Mailbag, mailbag. It's time for Mark, Andy, Stewart, and Russ to dip into the mailbag. Pathetic from everybody. Nah,
0: all round good performance. Still in still in preseason mode. Got to get Voice miles of an in angel. Got to get miles in the legs. Right then, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start off with just because it's in order. Mullet, our old friend Mullet. What's your unpopular football opinion? I'll give you one. I quite like VAR. VAR's not as bad as everyone says it is. It annoys me. Yes, it annoys me. Maybe it's because I haven't had a dog in the fight. I haven't had a team that I've been passionate about losing out because someone's got a a toenail offside. Uh, And maybe it's also because I've grown up with American football and video reviewing there, which I I enjoy. Um, But VAR, you can't say we want to get it right and then go, oh, we don't want to get it that right, though. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that's my unpopular opinion. VAR. Have you been to a game where it's been used? No. Maybe that's that would wrong. change my opinion. Yeah, that might change your opinion. What? I suppose when you're at a game and it's used, do you get to see the replay? Or are you just literally just sat there? Hmm, okay. Nope. Well, that, that needs changing. They need to show the replay clearly on, on big screens like they would do in American football. Any other unpopular football opinions, boys?
3: <clears throat> I've got one, and I took to Twitter about it recently. Oh, no. <clears throat> the definition of a half folly. <laughs> I need yeah. to get this off my chest. Yeah, there was a, a thread from four four two about Van Persie being the greatest volleyer uh, the game has ever seen. He'd certainly be up there. I think those of an, uh, an older generation would would mention someone like Mark Hughes, uh, Tony Yabuwa. Of course, you'd, you'd put oh. in there that there's others. Um, a volley is when the ball hasn't touched the ground, right? We're all agreed mm-hmm. on that from the yep. last person who touched it. That's a volley. A half volley isn't when it bounces. It isn't one bounce and that's a half volley. A half volley is as the ball just about touches the ground or immediately, I mean a split second afterward, just as it's popped up off the grass and you catch it flush. That's a half volley. Within that thread, there was talk of a quarter volley and <laughs> the ball had bounced a couple of times. No. Come on. It doesn't exist.
0: When does when does a half volley just become a shot? Then
3: is it? It's an in, like...
0: that's an instinct thing. Yeah, like we're talking we're talking
2: about, and I'm with you on this. Mm. Is is basically as the ball hits the ground or bounces up again. People who know what they're on about know when a half volley is a half volley. There's no definite parameter to it, but it's not. Quarter volley is nonsense, just like pre assists are nonsense.
3: It's just if it's bounced, it's just set up nicely. It was there to be <laughs> hit. But it's not it's not a half volley, okay? I will die on this football hill.
0: I love the way you just trot out football and cliches. It's just set up nicely, lovely.
1: Um any other unpopular opinions, boys? We've got a classic, if you want. Yeah. Ronaldo is better than Messi. There we go. That's yeah, I mean that is a it's a I probably would share that opinion. I prefer
2: Is... Ronaldo to Net Messi. He's more my hmm. style of that I that I like. But they're both incredible,
0: aren't they? Yeah. But there's a lot of passionate debate when you say that though, isn't there? If you say that, because there's a lot of Messi diehards who, who think he's the best player who's ever touched the football um, and won't hear any other argument to the contrary. Um, Hutchie, any other unpopular opinions? There are way too many stats in football.
2: Interesting. for For a game that, for a game that is so free flowing and beautiful and unpredictable i think there are far too many stats that get discussed you see people talking about signings to declare like comparing well he made more penalty box entries than than <laughs> another player like you can't compare levels you can't compare you, you you can these stats look great but you can't compare the team they were playing in the position they were in what they were asked to do by their manager, the level they were at within their league, what level they're playing at, how old they were, like don't just chuck stats around. Let's all watch football and make our own decisions based on what we can see and what we like about people. Stats have their place, but there's too there's too many
0: too that's, many stats. That's interesting because obviously you're a fellow fan of American sports and they are entirely stat driven, but you're saying no to Footy they're stat. different sports, aren't they? They're completely yeah. different sports. Like,
2: American football is all about gaining yards. Yeah. And all the stat, the related stats are about their individual plays. It's, they're very, very different sports. And I don't think football needs the American sports treatment. That's what sets it apart. That's
0: why it's called The Beautiful Game, because it's, it's so free. Like it. Right then, Chris Peachy, KOA Fan Social member. If you could relive slash watch live any football game again, Ipswich or not non-Ipswich, what would it be? Rossi?
1: Um, it's more the moment, really. Um, the Chaplow late winner because I was probably top of that stand and I was at the bottom body end of that celebration. Um, and would I you, would you sit through, through the whole game again just to get that moment? Yeah, why not? Because late winners. I love late winners. Noel Hunt's late winner. I was in that away end as well at the Valley and I loved that. I'm um, just any late winner, just sort of res my engine. So, um, yeah. Would you know that that each.
2: goal was coming? Would you, would you like be like, is that part of this scenario? If you're sitting there, do you know that ugh, in an hour and a half, Richard Chaplow's going <laughs> to get a nice square ball from Freddie Sears and going to score and I'm going to go mad? What? No, I the... think in
3: this scenario, when t- people thought about, I wish I could watch like a TV series again, I think no. it's like not knowing. It's like, yeah, dealing with it in f- sort of from virgin territory again, so you you get the nice surprise of the mm. late winner. Yeah,
2: what about oh, you Feel like I feel like we've discussed this quite a few times. I'll give the same answer every single time. It'll always be that like the Ipswich Bolton playoff game in two thousand because I was the perfect age for it for a start. I was thirteen or fourteen, um, and you entered the night with it all level, two-two, on aggregate and with this blank sort of blank canvas and then what ended up on that canvas by the end of it was just out outrageous, like missed, missed penalties, red cards, heartache, ecstasy,
3: and then a, a little pitch invasion at the end. I had everything. Stewie. So many, so many great moments in my time covering Ipswich to, to go back to all the nil-nil draws, um, Burton at home, with sort of the, the team flooded with defensive midfielders. Oh, just There's just too many, Mark, But <laughs> I'd like to relive.
0: Um, it doesn't have to be Ipswich. I
3: don't know. Um, I'll do mine while you think. 66 best... World Cup final, obvious answer.
0: <laughs> it's all about reliving it. You weren't there you... the first
3: time. Oh, you have to have been <laughs> there already. I okay. think
0: that's, that's the implication, yeah. I'm, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to go with the best game of football I've ever seen live it was about 1991 at the old baseball ground. This final score was Chelsea 6, Derby County 4. Um, Chelsea went 3 1 up. Derby came back to lead 4 3 at half time. And then Chelsea scored 3 in the second half to win 6 4. I loved it. I was there with my granddad. The best game of football to this day that I've seen live. Uh, and you can still find the highlights on YouTube. I've watched them and tried to freeze frame it so if I can see young Heath, I can't. Anyway. <laughs> There we go. Um, Next question. And I like this. It's from Mark. What the heck Beck? Ball and Morsey seem to be developing an early reputation as a pair of hard old bastards like it. But who would win if they competed against each other on the TV show Gladiators? Obviously, we're talking about the original Gladiators, not the remake. That never happened. Um, I want your best impression of John Anderson's competitor Gladiator ready. Gladiator ready. Interesting fact before we get going. John Anderson used to coach my mum when she was an international athlete. Um, because he was an international athletics coach. Had the worst season of a career under John Anderson. Make of that what you will. Um, <laughs> but friends, ball versus Morsey on Gladiators, how you seeing it going. You've got Ball is, is bigger, isn't he? Physically he's larger, he's longer. So he would probably excel more at games like Hang Tough, uh, and the one where you had to climb up a wall. Um, but then things like Gauntlet and Murder Ball, whatever that game was, you'd imagine Morsey would be better at. That was called Powerball. And Powerball, he, that's it. Morsey would be very, very good at that. Ball's
2: mm. got ball would win at the duel wouldn't he up on the the pugil, pugil sticks I think he. I, I don't know
0: that he would, he would I know, think his
2: reach his reach yeah. he'd, he'd, he'd have better reach
0: I think but overall I'd back Morsi I think I'd back Morsi in any physical scenario against anyone in the Ipswich Town side potentially maybe apart from George Edmondson He's we haven't seen
3: Dominic Ball play really? yet, though. You speak to QPR fans That's and they'll true. tell you very similar things about Sam Morsi. 100% player, gives it his all, um, dies for the badge. I'm looking forward to seeing these two, uh, the intensity twins, as I think I called them, in, in midfield together at did some you see, point.
0: Did you see the picture of them having won the head tennis competition, Ball and Morsi? And I just felt sorry for Lee Evans at that point. Those two like best mates all of a sudden. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> George wants to know obviously we record this podcast virtually from our bedrooms or whatever you want to call them middle rooms he says if you could record the podcast from anyone's bedroom whose bedroom would that be I'm gonna go with you Rossi because you keep refusing to get involved today (laughs) which bedroom whose bedroom would it be from keep it clean please
1: uh it's definitely not mine because yeah mine's a mess um now I know Hutchie's got a tv so that's a nice little you know distraction, just in case you're getting bored. But then he's also got a bed, so you're going to have a nice little lay down. He'll probably go and watch you, I think.
0: Well, for everyone in the world, you're saying Andy Warren's bedroom. I thought it was you're, between us. You're not, yeah, well, you, don't come and do it here. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really weird. Stewie, give it. Give us a more um, imaginative answer, shall we say. You've got any I, bedroom in the world?
3: Andy Warren's, probably. I mean um... Ross, has, Ross has sold it to me. I could try on all these football shirts. What I would do is I would put them all on at the same time every yeah. single one of his football shirts and just, I like that. just waddle around ross is yeah. having a little nap with the telly on <laughs> that'd be great
0: <laughs> hutchie your bedroom's feeling very popular what other bedroom would you like to record from wallace from wallace and grommets
3: great shout to do the oh, little slide down oh, into the yeah. kitchen yeah, yeah. Great shout. What,
2: inventions everywhere um the porridge gets squirted
0: up to you where it down at the dead. Uh, yeah, straight into the world of Wallace and Gromit, please. That's an unbelievable shout. Can't be bettered. We're going to move on. Carl Day. When a new player signs for it, which they have to sing a song prior to making their debut, what's what would your song be, um, Stewie? What's what would be your song? Have you got a karaoke go-to?
3: Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Jet. Uh, Are you going to be my girl? That would be what. That's one I turn to.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine. Yeah. Mine. If you're asking, is "Boom Shake the Room" by the Fresh Prince. Nice, <laughs> superb. When I get on the mic, don't you worry, Roscoe.
1: Um, it was originally, of course, Akon smack that, but I've um, <laughs> I've, moved, I've moved on to um, Peter Andre, Mysterious Girl. Um, <laughs> I, I chucked that out, um, in a pub, um, near, it's a near six, me. Six pack out,
0: yeah. yeah did it, you start was,
1: pouring water on yourself and sort of doing this yeah, business? Yeah, it, it got all the room together, all the, all the room started singing. So, the Douglas Bader and Marsham. Got the room started, so that's the next, new one.
0: Next KOA Live, Roscoe will perform Mysterious Girl to End the Night with his shirt off. That is a promise. Hutchie, you've got a song. You, obviously, you like eclectic Scandi rock. Um, so can you do like Royksop? It's not really lyrical. Um, could do the mailbag jingle <coughs> yeah. or uh, Lose Yourself by Eminem.
2: Oh,
1: oh,
0: this is, this has to happen at KOA Live. These are epic tunes. Um, right. Right. Final two questions. Harvey Davis, friend of the show, sweet Welsh prince, wants to know. And this is a question just for Stu and Andy. Town have decided in a fictional world will only play our away games at one single ground for the rest of their journalistic careers. And Stu and Andy can decide which ground. All sorts must be considered: the time it takes to get there, the catering standards, everything. Has to be an EFL ground, though. Which ground would you go for, boys? Have
2: you got? A, I've got. Have you got a winner, Stu? I've, I've I went through all of them this morning. I came up with. Did you?
3: Winner. yeah, I went through all three leagues. I haven't thought about this deeply. No, my original instinct was just to say Colchester because it's down the road, but I, I Come that's not the correct answer. Then I thought we could just buy ourselves a little, um, a little sort of side house near where <laughs> this ground is so that we could go up there every other week and stay. So then I thought that opens us up to the whole country. Um, what's your, what's your winner, Loftus Road? Okay
0: why
2: very i love it there i think the atmosphere there is brilliant which helps for a start good working space good wi-fi um lovely little meat pies (laughs) Uh, they're very nice um and not horrendous to get to not particularly great um i'd go on the train though uh but yeah loft loftus road would be would be mine i love it there very West, nice. There West
3: we Ham, logistically, I think we get the best of a Premier League ground. And then, like you say, we can just jump on the train to Stratford. That that will do me.
0: Final question yeah. of Mailbag this week. And thanks for everyone who's got involved. Obviously, we can't answer them all. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. But we do appreciate them all. And if there's something you really want us to talk about, keep asking it. When we put the, the thing out, we'll finally get to it. Peter, our Amsterdam correspondent, says... The World Hot Rod Championship took place at Foxhall at the weekend and not a word about it in the ADT. I'm shamefaced. With the exception of hot rod racing, what sports do you all not give a damn about? Um, I think I've made my views quite clear on nonsense sports on here before. Um, and, and we have to finish at some point in the next five minutes. So I'm not, I'm not going to start listing mine. Boys, have you got any sports you just couldn't give a toss about?
3: Uh, Winter Olympics.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: I don't care about that very often. Like when they come around, I actually quite like watching the speed skating and things like that. There's loads of sports like that that when they come around, I quite like <coughs> it. I don't. There's no, there isn't a sport that I just detest. I like all of them in in varying ways. Honestly, really? Went...
0: Yeah, every single sport.
1: Archery. Yeah, I watch a bit of archery. I used to be quite good at it.
0: Rossi, what about you?
1: Hockey. Just don't don't care. Fair enough. That's it.
0: I've got mine. I, I won't go through them again. That brings us to the end of Mailbag, friends. I hope you enjoyed that. As I say, thanks for getting involved. Now then, next up, next week, we've got a few minutes left in this show. West Ham. Town are actually in action at West against West Ham at Portman Road next week after this training week at Loughborough. Boys, what, what do we want to see? I guess one of the most interesting things will be the formation, will it?
3: Yeah, it'd be I've been, interesting yeah. to see if it's back four again, like it was mm. was against Needham in the two halves. I don't think that that means too much at this mm. stage, but that'll be interesting. I think West Ham have got another; they're playing two games that day. They got they got a team at Boreham Woodside. I am interested to see who West Ham send to Portman Road. How many of their their big name players and and whether Mister Downs might be part of the uh, the West Ham squad by then. That would be quite fitting that his his first game for them could be could be back at Portman Road. That would be interesting.
2: They did that the last the last time it, uh, West Ham came to Ipswich ahead of the COVID season. They did the same thing and split the squads, and the Ipswich game got um, got the better got the better hand, I think, in terms of the, the West Ham squad. I haven't seen them yet this summer. I, I wasn't at the Needham game. I was on the beach, so uh, <laughs> just, I'm just looking forward to just looking forward to just looking forward to seeing seeing <laughs> Ipswich play football again and um, begin from there
0: yeah follow that all with us next week ross goes off next week so there won't be a game day or anything but um, obviously the boys will be there and we'll be bringing you as much as we can from that day i must apologize benson's just come in and started snoring loudly right next to me that's what the noise is there's not some kind of international emergency going on in my house um and we can't finish this week friends without an update on ross hall's driving you had your theory test for the
1: 174th time on monday what was the result ross um, probably won't shock the listeners, um, I failed. Uh, so yeah, here we go again, was 23 pounds on the road.
0: I thought what we'd do, Ross, try and help you is have a little test every week on this show, um, <laughs> just on what signs are, so you can you can you you must have seen almost all the questions now anyway. Yeah. So we're going to start today, for the, the viewers, I'll bring it up now, and for the listeners I'll describe it, this is the sign, so it's a red circle with a long white tri- um, rectangle in the middle of it. Ross, what does that sign mean?
1: I'll be – it's no entry, of course. But if I yes. didn't get that right, then I, I, you would be alarmed. Like, Ross, seriously? Yeah. Um, but yeah. but I started easy
0: this week. It'll get progressively yeah. harder uh, until you okay. finally pass. So, there you go. One out of one for Ross on the KOA driving test revision. Friends, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. We've covered a lot of ground, a lot of questions and thoughts thrown in. Before we go, I must remember to tease various things. Excellent content out there, if you've not already consumed it. Stewie did a really good interview with Rossi about his career to date. Felt a bit like um, an obituary at times. No, the other way around. Like... Sorry, what? Oh, sorry, Ross. I interviewed him. Ross interviewed, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> Stew interviewing people. Ross interviewed Stew about his time covering town. It was a very, very interesting listen. Lots of things in there that I'd forgotten even happened, Stew. We've, we've been working together, covering it through town for so long. Um, There's excellent stories in there, also excellent advice. Um, for those of you who want to get into journalism. Um, So go back and listen to that. Um, There's obviously the the players with Point to Prove, me and Rossi did a video that's on our KOA YouTube channel, so the story you can read online this morning. I've picked out eight players who I say have got Point to Prove next season. uh, Mike's latest um, favourite, Town 11, which I think was Joe Fares, off the top of my head, Blue Monday podcast to go back and listen to that. And also, of course, the Fan Social pod from earlier this week. Friends, have you got any other business before we take our leave? Rossi has.
1: I know we're going over our time limit, but I thought I want to show you a picture. And uh, what, what's your thoughts on the new training kit, boys?
0: Um, I can't get excited about training kit. That's Look my
2: thought. Though. Looks jazzy. it's jazzy. It is, it is jazzy.
0: Why would you ever wear a training yeah. kit? Why would you ever buy a training kit and wear it unless you're an actual Lichfield Town football player? In which case, you don't have to buy it.
3: I'm, Put it up I'm again, Russ. On <clears throat>
0: it's jazzy it's jazzy. quite it's yeah it's quite quite 90s and well I, I can feel myself going down a controversial like sartorial it. sartorial opinion coming on i'm not going to share it because the backwards hat thing is still being discussed um <laughs> anyway but yeah for, not for me training kits not for me uh, but that
3: is admittedly that is jazzy
0: any other business
3: if if you're the Boris Johnson of this podcast, as you set out at the, at the start, sort of clinging on, does that make Michael Bacon the the gove of this situation? Have you just sat? <laughs> is that why he's not here today? Have you just sacked him out of spite? Uh, uh, is uh, Ross is is Ross Nadine Doris just sort of backing you to to the very bitter end? Yeah, whatever,
0: whatever. I, I can do no wrong. Ross is still say, "Great work, gaffer." Love Great the work. gaffer. Love the gaffer. <laughs> I don't know what hey, that
3: makes me and Andy, but
0: well, you're obviously savage, Javid, Stewie. Um, okay. Uh, and and Hutchie, I don't know who who would you who do you identify with in the cabinet or ex cabinet? In, in who do I identify? <laughs> Probably Ed Balls. If we're
2: talking <laughs> politicians, I don't know. That's but, the wrong side. Yeah, it is the wrong side. Boris Boris is going full Mick McCarthy though, isn't he? By the sounds of things, he's going to be his own caretaker. Yeah, he's, he's...
3: does it end with him thumping his? On the <laughs> desk and saying, "I'm out of
2: here." So, admittedly, this was before we started recording. But the, what I saw, he's he's resigning, but is going to carry on until until he's the summer.
0: He's resigning as Tory leader, but not as Prime Minister. That's not as Prime, so, so he's
2: his own caretaker.
0: Essentially, yeah, he he's still Prime Minister until the the Tories pick a new leader, which will be after the summer break and after the Tory conference. So yeah, he is he is his own caretaker boss until he's, then.
3: Um, is old Pinchy Barry Cotter then? Is he is, is the kind of the catalyst <laughs> for all this happening? <laughs> yeah.
0: Boy, I feel us straying into, into, into dodgy <laughs> ground here, boys. Um... Right. Mike's not here. We're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That brings us to the end of the show, then, friends. As I say, do, um, do support our sponsor, Manscaped. They've just re upped with us for another six months. So go and buy yourself stuff off their website using the code KOA for 20% off and free delivery from manscaped.com. Some tremendous gear on there not just intimate shavers plenty of other trimmers clothing aftershave all sorts on there Uh, and also follow us across all our social medias kings of Anglia on youtube please trying to build that instagram twitter and facebook have a great weekend whatever you're doing and we'll catch you next time
3: crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon,
0: head to audioboom.com slash channel slash archon.